0: Deep Talk, the Human Condition, is a member of the Teach.FM network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teach.FM. That's T E E J.FM. Welcome back to another episode of Deep Talk, The Human Condition. My name is Nick Delaney, and I'm the host of Deep Talk. On this podcast, I welcome a new guest every episode who's here because they'd like to speak about an experience, story, or emotion from their life. What a guest could speak about could range anywhere from favorite memories to what they want from life, or even something like pet peeves. Whatever it be, you, as the listener, are invited to take a step into the guest's shoes and to experience their story to learn something about yourself and the people around you. Before things start rolling, I wanted to say thank you for listening. I hope all of you are enjoying the podcast and all of the different people who come to speak on it. To stay updated about episodes and news, to give feedback, or to inquire about being on the show, be sure to follow Deep Talk's account on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All of those can be found at DeepTalkTHC. With all of that out of the way, I'd like you to meet the super special guest for episode six. Thank you so much for being here and sharing such an interesting story with me and all of the listeners.
1: Hey, uh, thanks, Nick, for having me. This is really cool.
0: So for the past couple of episodes, I've been letting the guests determine how anonymous they'd like to be. You guys probably heard um, on the last episode, there was almost no anonymity at all, Um, and I, I realized like I never really updated the audience that... Deep Talk isn't completely anonymous anymore. I'm just like kind of giving it to the guest what they want to do. So just letting you guys know that. So is there anything you'd like to share about yourself that you think would benefit your story or just like anything about you in general?
1: Well, you don't get to know my name. Sorry, not sorry. But um, I am a college freshman. I go to school with Nick. Um, We're in the same dorm and I'm here studying music. It's a great time. And my pet peeves are when the professors or teachers don't line up the uh, projector with the whiteboard, like mm. it goes onto the 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 wall. Oh gosh! Or when they leave the cursor on the video. Oh my in, like, gosh! the dead yeah. middle.
0: Yeah. It, it drives me insane. I would always have that problem in high school when like part of the projection was hanging off, and it's just like a little strip. That drives me nuts. So thank you for the introduction. Getting into things, what you wanted to talk about today is your experience with pornography and masturbation and what your current feelings are towards those subjects. So first off, this is a topic that many people would not have the courage to share with so many listeners. So what makes you want to share this story? So I
1: struggled with an addiction pretty much towards both of them. Um, And it wasn't something I necessarily realized I was addicted to. I just kind of found that it was this normal thing that I was doing when it really, really wasn't normal. Um, uh, But now being, as of today, 45 days clean of both, which is the biggest streak I've had and something I'm very proud of, I honestly don't see myself ever needing to go back. And um, I just want to share my story on it.
0: When you described yourself as addicted, when we talked beforehand about this, how did pornography and masturbation affect you as a person in that state of addiction?
1: Um, It was a lot of things that I didn't really realize um, and just things that I thought were just kind of normal teenage things. After doing research on um, porn-induced addiction and masturbation addiction, um, I found that there was a lot of negative side effects to intaking both of those. So there's a lot of effects to um, being on porn and being on masturbation. Uh, It can make people kind of have no desire to make you know efforts, um, little motivation, lack of motivation, very sleepy and tiredness, um, no sex drive at all, no sexual attraction at all. It can also affect your ability to stay uh, focused and just stay at, um, your ability to concentrate.
0: Would you say that since you've been clean for so long, all of those things have shown change?
1: Yes, I've actually found um, a positive kind of reverse. I've had more focus, I've had more of a motivation drive, I've felt just more alive, and I've felt more positive about my appearance, uh, stronger about my voice, and very, very high sex drive.
0: Is your argument religiously motivated? So I am religious, but
1: I don't. it's not really highly religiously motivated. I definitely think that there are um, religious motivations um, for other people I know. Um, for me personally, it is not religiously motivated.
0: What would you say motivates your argument then?
1: Uh, what motivates for me is um, all the negative side effects that do happen for it. That was kind of the biggest thing that led me to um, attempting to quit and attempting to stay clean. Um, Just all the negative side effects that it can have.
0: I know that you wanted to share your story in detail and chronologically. So what is your story and where does it begin?
1: Oh, boy, here we go. So I think for me, when I was going over this and looking back on, um, you know, how it might have all began, it really points to third grade. And I know that's like, whoa, third grade. Um, But that was when the concept or the word sex was first ever kind of mentioned in front of me. Um, I remember there was this kid, I don't even remember what his name is. I'm going to call him Justin. It might be Justin. You might be a Justin listening to this. So I'm sorry if I speak to you towards a, a negative way. But Justin was like this big troublemaker and he was like one of those kids where he definitely shouldn't know the things he knows at such a young age. I don't know why, but he was, he was just one of those kids. He knew all the bad words, and um, he was just, uh, he was bad news. But we were, in, uh, we were in gym, and we were just kinda hanging out, and he was one of those guys that like, I was just kinda friendly to him, because, I don't know, I guess I was just friendly. But he was like, hey, uh, hey, hey, come over here. And I was like, okay, what's up, Justin? And he was like, hey, um, do you know how babies are made? Do, do you know? And I was like, yeah, you know, mom and dad, if they love each other very much, um, they, uh, they pray to God and then a baby is born. Like, obviously. <laughs> and it's like, uh uh-uh, man, you're so wrong. You're so wrong. And I think the way that really kind of got in my head about it, no, I was really like, yeah, you pray you pray to God. That's how babies are made. You know, because the third grade me knows no know better. Um, and maybe you do pray to God. I don't know.
0: I always thought it was the kiss on the wedding day. Yeah, I've, I've i thought heard that, that like activated baby making mode and the baby <laughs> just like was conceived when they kissed at the wedding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Like that's yeah, how yeah. I thought.
1: And so yeah, I was like, of course, you know, you just, you pray to God and that's how they're that's how babies are made. Cuz I'm pretty sure that's what my parents told me. Cuz you know, you get curious and you're like, "Hey, mom, dad, how are babies made?" And they're like, "Um, uh, you know, they can't tell, you know." 5-year-old, right. you know, you necessarily but he was straight up about it. He was like, all right, I'm going to tell you how babies were really made. And the way that I think really kind of messed with my head is that he used my parents specifically. Ew. He was like, your parents went into their bedroom and then they got naked and then they put your dad put his penis inside your mom's vagina. And I'm like so flabbergasted in that moment. Oh my god! First of all, I'm like, what is a vagina? What do you what, do you, <laughs> what is that? Last time I checked, everyone has a penis. Like oh I don't gosh. what are you talking about? <laughs> and so it really messed with me and I um I don't remember having that for that, but that night I was so confused. This was like this new thing. Um he did tell me that it was called sex and that was this new word. It was one of those words where I was like, This isn't a word I should know. I could feel it in that moment. I was like, This yeah. is a this is a bad word. I, I, I shouldn't say this word. It was like a a not good word. So that night When I had free time, I got on my, this is so dated, I got on my mom's iPod Touch, third generation, and I went on the YouTube app. Remember when there was a YouTube app? Yeah, it was like the cheesy Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got on that, and I typed in sex. I typed in, like, because I was so curious. I was like, I got to fact check, Justin. I got to figure this out. I typed in, like, sex, and, like, sex on a beach, and just, like, trying to figure out what this was, because it was... I was like, what? This makes no sense. And I think on YouTube, it wasn't, like, actual porn just because it was YouTube. At the time, I didn't know really what it was. But it was a lot of, like, um, like movie scenes where, like, they're, like, you know, intimate and everything. And, like, um, movie clips where, you know, they're having, they're, like, making out and clothes are coming off. But I was like, I shouldn't be watching this. This is wrong. Like, even early on, I was like, this, this is taboo. I shouldn't, this is weird. But I was so curious. I had to, like, figure out what this was. And I kept, like, looking up stuff with, like, different things. And this was all, like, third, fourth grade. Um, eventually, I get caught. My mom's like, yo, what's this uh, What's this search history going on here? Sex on a towel. Yeah, <laughs> sex on a towel. Like, I came clean to her there. I was like, look, there's this, you know Justin. He's the troublemaker at school. He He told me there was this thing called sex, like, what is this? Like I told him that you you and dad like prayed to God and that's how I was born and that's how my brother Aww. was born. And it, I think it was in that moment she was like, "Well, you know, well damn, I got I got to tell him now." Like, you know, this is and that. And so, um she was like, "Look, we can talk about it tonight after dinner, but from now on, you know, no more looking this stuff up, no more searching this stuff on um on the internet." No more searching this stuff on YouTube. We'll talk about it after dinner, but no more of that. And I agreed to her. I was like, I'm not going to look up anything online ever again. I didn't, obviously, keep that promise, so I apologize. But <laughs> that night after dinner, um, I'm waiting for her to come up to my room to talk to me about this, this thing called sex and figure out what the, you know, what the hell a vagina was. And she came into my room with a picture book. I got a book. Oh. I got a book, Nick. Um, I know some people get get a book. I don't know. D- did you?
0: I, my parents never had the talk with me. Oh, I no. went to Catholic middle school and we had mm. a required course for seventh and eighth graders called The Gift of mm. Human Sexuality. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we had a course and there were black line drawings that they showed us. And that's how it happened for me. My parents never really said anything about sex ever to me. So hmm. it's weird. So I'm in
1: I'm in my bed, and um, she's like, "All right." My mom's like, "Here's this book," and it was, it was like a picture book. It, it didn't have any like picture pictures, but it was like it was made for you know explaining private parts and and I guess you know like sex ed stuff to teenagers you know people in puberty, and it had stuff about um, you know boys have penises, girls have vaginas, sex more in the sense of how babies are made and how a baby is born and it was all just like like whoa you know and I was like fourth grade that's like nine and even my mom told me right then she was like I didn't think I'd be having this talk with you this early but you know stuff happens you're in a new generation so maybe you just found out earlier but I had to talk and and even my mom was a little lighthearted about it she was like yeah it's it's, it's weird you know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's different. But, you know, she's like, you can look at this book all you want if you're ever curious, if you're ever trying to figure out what this new thing is, but I really don't want you to ever look up anything on the internet. You just don't need it. And that was one of the big things that I tell myself now is that I just, you don't need it. Um, and it was really something that my mom was trying to help me with early on that, unfortunately, I didn't take her advice in. But being a, you know... Young little boy, still curious about what all this stuff is. So time gets to... I honestly um, can't really remember fifth grade with this stuff. But I remember getting to sixth grade. And that's when puberty started hitting. Mm. And that's when girls started becoming a lot more attractive. At least for me personally. And, you know, you just start, like, noticing things. You're like, oh, whoa. And so uh, puberty happens, right? And so stuff starts getting a little more curious. And by that time, I had an iPod of my own. Oh. Yeah. And so, you know, I just start getting curious. And um, Justin had changed schools by that time. But there was another guy that was Bad News Bears. And uh, I think, I don't know, we'll call him Brendan. Um, sorry to the Brendans out there, I know. But um, we'll <laughs> Both call of the names them, are just hypothetical. They right? are, they okay. are. I really don't even remember what their true names were. If they were Justin, I'm sorry, I don't know. But yeah, we can call him Brendan. We were in, uh, gosh, it's PE. PE's bad.
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> all this stuff that happened in PE, no.
1: Yeah, so yeah, really. So we're in the locker room and the, the, um, Brendan comes up to me and he's like, dude, you watch porn? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I was like, what, I what is that word? I don't even know what that means. And he's like, dude, it's like sex videos. And then again, I'm like, I'm like triggered. I'm like, sex? Uh oh. Here we go again, you know? And he's like, What do you mean you don't watch porn? It was like, uh, it was this weird, like, um, what do you call it? Like peer pressure. He was like, What do you mean you don't watch porn? You're a dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't watch porn? You watch porn. You're just not telling me. And I really didn't. I was like, Dude, I, I, I don't. Like, I just, I just watch like Minecraft videos, dude. Like, <laughs>
0: Minecraft parody songs. Yeah, in really, <laughs> really? Like,
1: <laughs> since sixth grade. And, um, and so then that night, I was like, well, maybe this stuff does exist. Because I'd figured out at that time that, you know, YouTube had some content blocking. You can put whatever you wanted on YouTube. So I was like, well, you know, there's this thing called Safari. So maybe I can just look stuff mm. up on Safari on my, on my iPod. And it was like really like, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was really typing like boobs into you know (laughs) into the into the search bar into google images you know and and who knows what would come up but you know it would be like other stuff and then that's when I was just like whoa like you know you get that dopamine rush right one of the things when I was researching um, quitting porn quitting masturbation it talked a lot about um, how it desensitizes your brain and basically the more you intake you get that rush you're like oh wow this is like Really cool stuff, you know, whatever you're watching or whatever you're doing, but eventually, you know, if you're watching, like, one kind of thing, you eventually get desensitized to it. Your brain's like, yeah, 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 I get it, this is cool stuff, but, like, I need something more. So you start looking into, like, newer stuff, and depending on if that means, like, darker or just, like, more obscure, more fantasy-based, you know, everything to each their own, but... That's just really what it is all about. You're desensitizing your brain. So then your brain's craving more, which leads to more and more of, um, you know, maybe an addiction or just maybe a more frequent viewing or frequent masturbation periods or or whatnot. So I was, where was, where was I going with this? You You looked up up, um, one night,
0: like just boobs or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So, so I was on safari and and so I'm looking up, you know, boobs and, but that's what it kind of stayed with for maybe like a month. Um, I would just look up like girls, you know, hot girls. It was very like, you know, like (laughs) childish things kind of just like hot girl boobs, hot girl boobs naked, you know, just like very childish thing. But then I remembered back to what Brendan said, which was this word called porn. So I search porn in the search bar and then up comes, you know, like the famous, you know, and there it is. And so I click on that and I'm like, okay, you know, I thought Google images had some stuff. This is like, and even in the moment I'm like, I shouldn't be looking at this. This is wrong. If my parents caught me, this would be bad. Um, Cause it's like 18 up and I'm like, I'm not 18. I'm 11. Like, oh you know, gosh. like this is, this is not something I should be doing, but it was taboo. And even that, you know, that's a rush. It's like, Oh, you know, I shouldn't be doing this, but this is, Oh wow. Um, and so then I started watching like, you know, actual porn videos, actual porn stars doing porn things. Um, So from that point on, that's, I think, really where it got really bad is I was actually watching it. And it was a daily thing. I would watch it pretty much every day um, just because it was fun. There was that, you know, that dopamine in it. Um, But with that came different stuff. You know, I would, you know, eventually move on to weirder stuff or not super weird, at least in sixth grade, but, um, you know, new stuff, new videos, new tags, whatever it might be. Um, and then that's when I started, um, you know, just keep going into like, you know, more and more and more. Um, so then I think around seventh grade is when I discovered masturbation. Um, cause you know, obviously you just, you know, this is where it kind of gets weird. Like, I want to share this story, but it's just, <laughs> yeah, it is a weird story. I was, you know, in my room, and I was, gosh, this is weird to say, but, you know, every, everyone does it. it is whatever You're touching yourself, and, you're, you know, everything's feeling good. Um, and, you know, I didn't know what I was doing um, just because they don't really, schools never really talk about, at least my sex ed never really talked about the concept of mas- masturbation. The concept of masturbation I know some people will tell you that it's a healthy thing It's a natural thing, but that's honestly where I kind of disagree and it gets a little weird But there is I don't know self-discovery in it. I don't know weird stuff Um, But you know there I'm, I'm like watching a video. I'm on the couch in my room I'm doing the thing and then my body just starts shaking I'm freaking out and I didn't know at the time, but I was about to orgasm. But I didn't know that orgasms were the thing. Last time I checked with Justin, you just put the penis in the vagina, and then babies made. So I didn't know there was like actual oh. like, a, um, uh, you know, an, um, a male orgasm in a way. And so I'm freaking out. I'm like, what is this feeling? My full body is shaking. I feel like I'm about to just like burst out of my wiener. You know, this <laughs> weird stuff. I don't even remember if anything happened. I don't think I even orgasmed, but that again with the whole dopamine thing um in the moment i was like i'm going to die this is scary um but then after that i was like well i might have died but like I felt kind of good um and so again you know with the dopamine it leads to craving that good feeling so i think eventually i did actually orgasm but um that's when the addiction started really setting in. I would do it every day. I'd look at porn every day and I masturbate every day and I would masturbate with porn every day. I can't really remember masturbating without porn at all because like the porn came first. So um, it was this kind of, they were kind of this codependent thing. I needed porn to masturbate and to masturbate, I needed porn, you know, vice versa. Um, and I'm. it's kind of like a daily thing. I, I'm doing it every day. Um, and then that point, you know, gets to seventh, eighth, you know, ninth, tenth grade. It's just this thing I'm doing every day, but you know the stuff I'm watching, you know is kind of getting old, so I need to find new stuff. And I started watching weird stuff that was like not even possible. Like, I don't really want to get into it because honestly, I'm a little ashamed of it, but just weird stuff that, like I was craving something new. Um, so at that point, you know, 10th, 11th grade, I'm just watching like not normal stuff. Um, and so the part where I realize that what I'm doing is a little raunchy is, um, you know, for me, it was like every day it was just normal. You know, I come home, parents be at work, um, you know, home alone, masturbate porn, you know, um. Summer, you know, parents not home, you know, you do it, you know, maybe twice a day. Um, It got pretty bad, and I didn't think it was anything wrong. I didn't think it was anything bad at all, but I just kept doing it. I didn't think it was affecting me. That was the big thing. Um, I just thought that I had no motivation because I was a teenager or, you know, because it's always like those stereotypical teenagers that aren't motivated, but maybe it actually is because of this stuff. Who knows? I had no motivation, I was sleepy, I was tired, I wasn't super positive about my appearance or my body, I had little to no energy, or, you know, always feeling kind of down, Um, but I thought it was just normal teenage things, and, you know, I was in my junior year, too, so, you know, the junior year is the big, tough year of high school.
0: Yeah, I think everybody, like, their junior year is always so rough, for Mm -hmm. different reasons, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyone who's in junior year, you got this. You push through it. Yeah, you're almost there. Senior year is still not the best, but yeah, it'll yeah. get better. <laughs> junior year, push through it. Um.
1: So, but I did meet someone junior. Year. I met my first real girlfriend um, that I had a real relationship with, and um, things were going really cool with her. And once we started getting kind of more sexual based, I was having trouble getting it up. But that's something I was like, oh, maybe I'm just nervous. Um, so then comes, I actually, <laughs> I lost my virginity on my birthday. I don't know. I think that's just kind of a cool thing. Um, <laughs> it, was a, it was a neat birthday gift. But she was like, hey, you know, parents are out of town. How do you want to spend your birthday? Like, it was, it was, it was smooth of her. Um, but, you know, we get back to her house. Um, and uh, even though I'm not a huge fan of her, um, because we are exes, um, I, she just, she still had a it was a really good birthday, sweet seventeen. <laughs> so, you know that that time comes, you know she takes me back to her bedroom and it's like oh we're you know we actually going to like have sex sex and you know you know consent was given and we were like okay you know condom was gotten and put on and I just could not keep it up. I was in and out of it really trying to fantasize about the porn I had watched oh, earlier and just not really in the moment at all, not even really enjoying it. I don't even remember if she was enjoying it. I just remember that it happened and I didn't finish because I just couldn't keep it up. And I was like, ah, probably the condom, you know, maybe the condom's just too, too weird or, you know, I'm not used to it when she was driving me home. Cause she didn't want me to drive cause her parents had cameras. Uh, Ooh. and so they didn't want, um, she didn't want uh, me to pull in and then they'd be like, why was, you know, why was your boyfriend over while we were gone? Um, so she was driving me home, which was also kind of another thing. I was like, man, I couldn't even finish and my own girlfriend has to drive me home. And it was like degrading. Is that the right word? Just like humiliating. Embarrassing. Embarrassing, yeah. embarrassing you know, just I was like, man. And she was like, it's really not that big of a deal. Like, I honestly had the time of my life, um, but like, it's okay that you didn't finish. I was like, no, it's not. Like, I felt so unmanly in a weird way. And so that's when I was really like, ah, you know, what's going on? Um, but I didn't think it was because of the porn or the masturbation. I just thought that, I don't know, I really had no idea. Um, so that relationship ends for other reasons, maybe another deep talk, yikes on bikes. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm meeting other girls and... Kind of fooling around and stuff But you know I just can't keep it up And it's just so embarrassing And I'm like maybe it's just The girls that I'm with I'm just I don't have this Connection with um, Maybe it's because I was super stressed It was around that time that I was doing College auditions which are very Very stressful January of senior year Excuse me Yeah. So this is like January 2019 Of my senior year um, I'm just I can't get it up. I'm like, what is going on? And so one of those nights that I had spent with a girl like get home I go back to YouTube and I'm just like Why do I have erectile dysfunction? What is causing this? Why can I not get it up? and you know, I pull up a video and one of the first points is You know too much porn or too much masturbation and it was at that point that I was like, oh That's why Like is this the reason and so that's when I just went down a rabbit hole of Ted talks of videos of just all kinds of porn and um, Masturbation addictions and what it does to your brain what it does to your body and what it does to your mental state Um, And that's when I was like, oh maybe I am addicted and so from you know watching all those videos and just kind of reflecting I I was like, yeah, I think I think this is an addiction. I think this is something I am not proud of and something I really need to cut out of my life. Um, and so around February 2019, I make an effort to really start to quit. Um, and quitting anything, anything that's like a true addiction, is really tough. I've never done like any drugs or any alcohol. Um, my family has a little bit of past of alcohol addiction, um, but... You know, at least for me personally, I was like, well, you know, I don't do drugs, I don't do alcohol, so, you know, I'm not addicted to anything. But little did I know, I, I had this porn addiction. And so it really was tough to quit. Um, I was on and off, but I would have a lot of um, excuses, a lot of triggers that would lead me back to it. And I would make excuses like, well, you know, I don't have a girlfriend right now, so you know, maybe if I was with someone, you know, I could I could save it for them and, and it'd be easier I, or, you know... I'm not really busy right now, so maybe it's just because, you know, I have a lot of time on my hands. But I tried just, like, you know, going cold turkey for, like, two weeks, and it just didn't work. And I tried, like, weaning myself off of it, but even that was rough. And at that time, I was watching porn that I was just really, really, really not proud of. You know, just, like, raunchy stuff that was just, you know, stuff I really didn't want to watch. But it was what would get me up. And what I could get off to, and so that's when I was like, this is like, this is a really like an actual addiction. I'm I need this to do every day, um, and so that's when it got really dark for me, um, and just trying to quit it, but I can't, and going up and down, and I you know I went the whole summer just on and off, um, and it was really tough. I could never you know get more than like five days, like a clean streak of five days. I would relapse and it'd be for different things. Um, But one of the big things that really helped educate me and really kind of help keep me motivated to keep trying to quit um, is actually an app for your phone that I did want to share if you would, is is that okay? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Um, so the app is called Brain Buddy. I can't remember if it's one or two words, but if you look up Brain Buddy, that's brain as in like the thing thing in your head, head. and then buddy as in like a pal, so Brain Buddy, It's on the App Store for iPhones and stuff, but it is a, it's based for porn and masturbation addiction. It's to help you get clean and it has a lot of benefits. It tracks your days. Actually, do you mind if I pull it up so I can like? Oh yeah, go ahead. So cool, Um, Nick and I are actually gonna, I'll show Nick. Um, So this is like kind of the app itself. It shows your um, rewiring is what it calls it, to get you off of porn. Um, right now, I am 56% rewired mm. and I am a total of 110 days clean. Um, wow, My current goal is 90 days and oh no, my streak has reset. because oh, I missed a checkup. So oh, okay. um, but actually we can do a checkup together. Um, so when you do a checkup, this was for yesterday, I actually missed it because I had a very busy day yesterday. You go in and I'll ask you porn victory. Um, if it was a setback, then you can choose porn setback or porn relapse. Um, yesterday was a victory. And it says, awesome, you're on a 44-day streak. So that's really great. And it'll ask you temptation levels. Some days, my temptation, even though I have been off of it for so long, there always are reoccurring thoughts of like, well, maybe I could like, look at this video or whatnot. Um, yesterday, my temptation was low. And then it'll ask you time. When were you tempted? Um, I was tempted at night, and then it'll ask you triggers, Um, so some of the base triggers are anxiety, boredom, stress, uh, arousal, pain, tiredness, loneliness, and then you can add your new triggers, Um, anything that you feel that triggers you to um, be tempted or to relapse. Honestly, I kind of get in a bad habit of not doing these checkups every night, Um, they help doing them at night because you can remember the day better. I Honestly, don't even remember what the trigger was Um, So you don't have to put that stuff but this is just to help track your tendencies in a way then you go on to masturbation victory Um, was Yesterday victorious yesterday was victorious. I did not masturbate then you can put your temptation levels in Um, I had none and Then I'll ask you was there any sexual attraction yesterday there was Ooh, (laughs) T Um, I don't even remember if I had a spontaneous erection. Spontaneous erections, um, uh, this app recognizes them as good things um, because it shows that your testosterone and just kind of hormone levels are working naturally um, and that you can you know, get an erection. I honestly just don't remember uh, and it really helps to do these the night of the day so that you can remember. Um, and then I'll ask you if you had any sexual intercourse Um, I didn't yesterday, but if you do check yes, um, it'll ask you the sex enjoyment level and then the porn fantasy level during sex, Hmm. Um, but no sex yesterday. Um, Observations, it'll ask you your stress level yesterday and the overall day quality. So yesterday was actually a really good day. Um, It ranges from bad to great, and then stress ranges from low to high. Um, I had kind of a... mm, uh, It was a low stress day. Um, If you put stuff like high stress or medium stress, it'll ask you what time. Um, Yesterday wasn't too stressful, um, so I'm gonna put low. And then lastly, it'll ask you about improvements. So if you relapse at this page, um, it'll ask you um, kind of like negative things. Like, were you feeling tired? Were you feeling uh, a lack of motivation, bad body image? Um, But since I had a victorious day, um, I can check the thing, the items I can check are, you know, high self-confidence, feeling energetic, clear mind, improved sleep, um, feeling alive, healthy appearance, strong voice, um, all those good things. And then you complete the checkup and it says checkup completes current porn free streak 44 days, total porn free, total porn free days, 111 gives you a nice quote. Uh, The difference between a successful person and others is not a lack of strength, not a lack of knowledge, but rather a lack in will. That's a good quote. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so good stuff. Um, uh, It recognizes today as a rest day. I think that's because I have it set it to religious preferences. Um, But every day it'll give you kind of like a morning uh, routine. Um, Since today is Sunday, it's the morning routine. Um, it's just meditation, um, but it has meditation on here. It has um, stress relief, like little like stress relief games. Um, thought control, it works with you about um, choosing the right path, like kind of choosing like um, positive experiences over sitting in front of a computer screen and watching raunchy things. Um, all kinds of good stuff. Breath practice good things that can help you really move forward. Even though um, when I was kind of originally using this app um, and it wasn't, you know, I wasn't like super clean, um, it really did help me kind of open my eyes. Um, One of the big things actually on it is sometimes with morning routines, it will have a story from other users um, that submit stories from all kinds of different ranges of porn-free days whether that be 90 days, which is honestly, like, a big goal for a lot of people. Um, It's my current goal. Well, my current goal is, like, a year. Like, I think that'd be really cool. Right. But I'm working towards 90. And um, really great stories of people being like, hey, this actually works. Like, I've been off of this, and my life's, like, actually better. So um, it's really encouraging to read those people's stories and, you know, kind of why I want to share my story in this way. But the app's really great. It is a subscription. Um, But it seems like it really works. It really does work. It's it's like $12 a month. But there is a seven-day free trial if you want to try it out. And even if you just try it for those seven days, you can learn a lot of stuff that you can just use without the app, like meditation, like thought control, like stuff. Like I know thought control can be helpful because you can, you know, porn might cross your brain and to be able to control your thoughts and be like nope not gonna think about this video can be helpful so like thought control exercises can be like don't think of the chair for like a minute or you know you can pick any object and then you set a timer for a minute and then you just don't think of the chair or the elephant or yeah whatever yeah you just control your thoughts um it can be really helpful so um I encourage a lot of people to at least try the seven-day free trial, even if if this is something that they're interested in. Um, Other stuff can be, if you're a Reddit person, uh, the NoFap community, that's NoFap. Um, Fap is a weird word for masturbation. Um, But it's a community that's really based on, like, just no, none of it. And there's a lot of good stuff on there or, you know, even like the hashtag on Instagram has good stuff, good material. Those are, I would say, the two great things for anyone trying to quit these two things or has any interest in the negative side effects of porn and masturbation.
0: Right. And I think it should be said that that was not an ad. Um, no, no, no. So yeah, <laughs> it definitely it seems like it really works for him. So definitely go try that. Brain Buddy. Right? Brain Buddy. Yes. OK. Brain Buddy. So do you have anything else you'd like to say from your story?
1: Yeah, so um, we kind of hit the low point in the story where I was kind of realizing that a lot of this is just bad stuff. And it got really tough. I didn't think I was ever going to get out of it. And again, the porn that I was watching at that time was just a category that I think was really dark and not something that I would ever want to do in real life and just um, really just raunchy stuff. I don't know why I keep using that word, but all this stuff is just yeah. raunchy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, I had gone on a trip to um, another country with my parents for the summer. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll be in a room with my whole family. So that'll be kind of like a block. That'll be a good way to be like, hey, you just can't do this stuff right now because you're with your family. You can't masturbate right now. You can't watch porn, which was like positive And so I went the whole week on the trip, you know, clean. And that was a big thing. I was like, man, I made a week clean. And then even when I got home, um, I actually went another whole week clean. So I was at two weeks clean. That was a big thing for me, 14 days. But super sadly and unfortunately, I relapsed one night at like two weeks. I can't remember my trigger. I want to say it was either loneliness. For me personally, the biggest triggers for me were arousal loneliness and um, Boredom I'd be bored and I've had time on my hands. So I'd be like, ah, you know, why not or I'd be aroused and I'd be like Yeah, why not? (laughs) Um, or I would just be lonely and um, you know, I would resort to Porn and masturbation to try to feel less lonely even though I would just feel even more lonely afterwards. I Can't remember why I relapsed but I did and it really beat me up. It was the longest streak I'd ever had, and I um, really got on myself. I really beat myself up about it. Um, I did it at night, so when I went to go fall asleep afterwards, I just couldn't. I think I stayed up till three, just getting in my head about it and beating myself up. Um, So then comes the next day, I'm on my way to um, a swim meet with um, my mom and my brothers in the car, and we were meeting my dad there. And I'm just in this terrible mood. I'm like, I can't go. I just can't go. And I was just getting worked up about it. Um, and it was like, I couldn't tell my parents. I was like, no, I can't tell my parents. Because my mom had been so like, hey, don't be watching this stuff. You don't need this stuff. Um, I actually, I had an old iPhone, iPhone like 6S. Like Early high school and it just stopped working for some reason like it like really messed up I think it was just old mm-hmm. but when it stopped working my mom was like hey you get you got any like viruses on here you been looking at anything raunchy um, um, And I was like no And then, then, I mean, I don't
0: think that's how viruses work. No, I don't think yeah. that
1: was either um, but you know her, you know my mom just confronting me there and then like don't you dare look at porn, and me pretty much lying to my mom that no, mom, I've I've never looked at porn before, um, was tough stuff. So I knew I was like I can't tell my parents, um, and even when I told my parents that I lost my virginity before 18, before marriage, that was actually a tough thing for them to not be disappointed in. Um, it actually really disappointed my dad and my mom in the moment that I had had sex before marriage. Um, When I did come clean to them about it So to tell them about, you know, this porn and addiction and everything I I couldn't because It it would just be terrible, but we're in the car. We're on the way to swim meet and I just I Did not want to walk through the doors I did not want to walk through the gates to the swim meet because I didn't want to look anyone in the face Because I was so ashamed of myself. No one knew but I was just so ashamed and we get out of the car, and my mom's like, something is up. What is going on? She sends my little brother into the swim meet, so he's not there. It's just me and my mom. And she's like, okay, something's going on. What is it? And I just, I just, you know, I was like, I have to. In that moment, I was like, I have to tell my parents. And I did. It was the weirdest thing in the world um, to tell your parents something so Raunchy that they probably knew I was doing anyways, but it was just so like, Mom, Dad, my dad had shown up at that point. Mom, Dad, um, I've been struggling to quit porn and masturbation addiction since February, and it's been on and off, and last night I relapsed after two weeks clean. Um, and I cried because it was tough. I was like so many emotions and just like so overwhelmingness. Um I was just like, you know, finally telling my parents, coming clean about it, and they were super understanding. They were really um really really understanding and honestly proud of me for recognizing this addiction. Um since there had been alcohol addiction in the past with my family, for them to be like, "Hey, you know, we're proud of you that you feel like you can tell us this and that you are working to overcome this addiction." My dad was actually like, out of all the really, you know, illegal stuff you can be yeah. doing, you know, this is not that bad, but it's okay. Um, and they were very, you know, encouraging of being accountable partners if they if I needed help. Um, and I told them about BrainBuddy. Um, did again, you already have the app
0: at that point? I did, yes. Okay.
1: And um, I told them, not, not even out of paid sponsorship or anything, <laughs> um, I, you know, I just told them that I was using this app. It was actually pretty funny because in the moment I told my dad, I was like, I've been paying for a subscription. And he was like, why the hell are you paying for a subscription to porn? And I was like, no, I've been paying for a subscription for <laughs> anti-porn, you know, you know, to get off of it. And so they were, yeah, they were really encouraging of helping me quit and everything. They were even like, you know, masturbation, that's kind of natural and that that's okay but definitely quit the porn and that's kind of one of the big arguments is that masturbation is okay but I think that's more of a to each their own kind of thing for me personally I've never masturbated without porn um, being 44 days clean of porn I'm curious if I even can I don't want to because yeah. I've been on this streak for so long it's yeah. honestly like yeah, you don't want to a fulfillment like you know man I've been, I've been on it for so long like I can't quit yeah. you know um, which is really great. Um, but my dad was super encouraging. My mom was, just, I think in the moment, just kind of weirded out by a lot of it, but she was encouraging for me to quit and did check on check in on me to be like, you know, how are you doing um, with this and everything? But my dad was like, you know, it's it's okay if you do masturbate and, you know, it's going to be okay. So it was great that my parents were able to um, not freak out. On me about it, um, and just be supportive of my uh, attempts and my goal to quit pornography, to quit pornography and masturbation in its entirety. And at that point, I want to say it was early August, and I was still struggling and everything. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to overcome this. And it was really tough. College comes up, you know, it's it's Welcome Week, at band camp for me personally, and. It was like this switch, like I had tried going cold turkey in the past, but um, I literally just went cold turkey at college. Without even thinking? Without even thinking, really. I went probably five days and then being like, wait a minute.
0: I just went five days. Yeah,
1: (laughs) really. Um, And I don't know, I think it was because a combination of like, I had two roommates, you know, like I was like living with other people. But also I was just busy And um, Didn't really have the time for it. And at that point, you know, I'd always like been ashamed of masturbation and porn and Now, you know making it You know five days without even realizing I Wasn't doing it. It was like hey, I don't need this I don't need this thing to survive every day or to feel good because I'm feeling really good right now and I'm not even having like sex or any like girl relations I'm just clean, you know? And I was seeing kind of some of the positive side effects. Um, but yeah, I was making it so far. Um, and one of the biggest things I think for me realizing that this was actually possible, um, I was about two weeks clean and I was seeing this girl at the time and things were going cool and then, you know, things one thing led to another, you know, you get back to the dorm room and um We started having, um, not like sex-sex, but just kind of like sexual interactions, and um, I was able to finish. I was able to have an orgasm, and it was probably on the same level of orgasm as what I felt when I first discovered it. It was like a full-body orgasm, and everything went just so, it was like insane. I was like, wow, holy, holy cow, like this is so natural. It was in that moment I was like, this is what real sex is. It was, again, it wasn't even sex, but it was just like, this is what it's meant to be. Two people sharing this experience. And um, something for me that I was like, I never want to go back to porn or masturbation because I never felt this way watching porn or masturbating. And if I could feel this way naturally, like if I can save this for, real people and not, you know, a virtual screen, you know, why, why the hell would I ever want to go back? It was like, whoa, you know, I was just like gasping for air. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, And even like, you know, my erections were strong. I, you know, had no sign of ED the entire time, erectile dysfunction. Um, And something that I wasn't like trying to use her for sex, but just excited to have natural, real kind of sexual interactions Um, and something that was super, like, I did it because I'd read stories about people, you know, going clean for a good while and then having sex and then it being actual, like, enjoyment. Um, I had no very, like, I don't even remember if I had any porn fantasy. It definitely wasn't any of the, you know, weird stuff I was looking at, but it was like I was clean. Yeah, that's kind of where, you know, now we're kind of at present day. Um, and so now, you know, I'm, you know, 44, 45 days clean and yeah, I, you know, had the best orgasm of my life. (laughs) Um, and it, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was natural. Just like everything in the videos had said, just real.
0: That's really great to hear. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on how society today depicts masturbation and porn?
1: So I know kind of the first thing with everyone is that it is frowned upon and it is taboo, but I honestly think um, at least at our age, it's fine. People depict it as normal fine things that people just go on in their browsers and masturbate and it's all just normal. Um, I honestly think that society depicts it pretty much as a normal thing, when really it isn't. One thing that's, you know, if we're kind of towards the end I want to encourage every single person to cut porn out of their life entirely, because you just don't need it. Maybe you know, if you personally, I personally never could, but if you personally can masturbate without porn, maybe that's cool. You know, maybe not every day, but you know, if you can, you know, masturbate once a week and you're fine and don't need porn, that's cool. Um, But you really just don't don't need porn because it's not real. You know, it's it's actors performing very phantiful stuff um, and you just don't need it. Trust me, you know, being detoxed from all of it and having a, you know, real sexual experience with, you know, someone that you are attracted to is a thousand times better than pulling up some compilation on the internet. What was the most defining moment of your story? So I think the two biggest ones were, well, obviously the first one, when Justin was like, hey, guess what, you know, in the very early on. I think that's really where it all traces back to and what kind of was the domino effect. But being able to kind of recognize that I was addicted was a big thing. Because at that, you know, before that, I just thought it was normal and thought that something was else was up and something else was affecting my Um, body and my mental state and my behaviors but recognizing that as you know you know terrible as it was that I was addicted was a big moment in my life and then I think now being able to be clean and um, kind of be at this state right now is also a very big moment. Mm. What have you discovered about yourself throughout all of this? For me, it's it's something I've wanted to share, but, and I have been able to share it with actually um, a lot, not only my parents, but um, some of my closest friends back home, some of the bros, uh, even some close friends I made here. Obviously, I'm sharing it with you and anonymously with um, the whole world. So, what's up, world? How are you? But I think it just maybe shows that I am not necessarily ashamed of sharing this, that it's okay. You know, I'm, I'm not... I'm obviously in a lot better place now. um, But if there is anyone in my um, position or, you know, maybe the position that I once was is something that you're in now, you know, I really want to tell you that it, it is something that you can get out of or it might be something that is affecting you.
0: What is one thing you want everybody to take away from this episode and your story, regardless if like they are addicted to masturbation and porn or if not? Quit porn just
1: quit it. You don't need it. Or just, you know, maybe, you know, it doesn't even have to be porn or masturbation. Maybe it can be just any addiction. If you have a gut feeling that you might be addicted, you are. Um, one of the things that I learned a lot with, you know, researching and, um, educating myself on porn and masturbation addiction is, um, initially it was like, kind of like trusting your gut. And if your gut's telling you like, hey man, I, I think, I think you might be addicted to this. You might be. Um, So, you know, whether that be a porn addiction, um, a, you know, a substance addiction, um, a drug addiction, hell, it could even be like a phone addiction. If you have a feeling that you are addicted to it, maybe try seeing if you can go a week or two weeks without it. And it might be an addiction for you. If you do feel like you have an addiction to something, I encourage you to just look into it and, and maybe, you know, find other stories on the internet of people because most of the time, if it isn't an addiction, it's something that you don't really need to be doing all the time to survive because I feel like no addiction is really super healthy.
0: Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners?
1: Um, so I did share the brain buddy. Um, there are, you know, the No nofap community on Reddit. There's always, you know, internet filters and internet blockers. Um, that actually was something I did for a while, but, um, at least the internet filter that I was using would block out like stuff that just wasn't porn. Like I can't remember exactly, but it'd be like, I'd try to go to some like normal website and it'd be like, ah, 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 you put on this blocker. And it's like, yeah, but last time I checked, this is like a school website, you know? (laughs) So it was a little like annoying um, and I did take it off. Uh, If anyone's actually curious um, and wants to reach out, um, I am open to the idea of well, I want to say, was it episode three? I'm a big fan of Deep Talk, so Aww, I listened to all the episodes.
0: Um, episode three's guest, she did share at the end of that, she was open to people reaching out to her uh, so that she could talk to them more about their story or just interact with them more. So, like I said with that episode, if you're interested in talking to episode six's guest, then you can message me through the Deep Talk, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, just like the direct messages, private messages, whatever and i'll talk to the guest and make sure he's okay with it and if he is then i'll give you his handle yeah that sounds that sounds great and if you recognize my voice
1: like i know there's some people at college you can talk to me about it like that's that's okay i think i actually told a couple people that i'd be on episode 6 but yeah if um you know if you want to reach out you can message the the social medias or if you recognize who i am um Don't like screaming on the great lawn, but like, uh, you know, I I would talk to you about it if, if it's something that you feel like you, you share in, if it's, um, uh, you know, if you feel like you're going through the kind of the
0: same experience and need some advice. So thank you so much for sharing this story again with me and with all the listeners As I said earlier, this is not a topic that many people have the courage to come forward and share, but I really appreciate your strength and ability to share this with others. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. And until next time, get ready for some Deep Talk. Do you have a personal story or experience that you'd like to share on Deep Talk? Reach out by messaging the podcast via our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at deeptalkthc. Recordings can be most conveniently organized in the Newport News, Virginia Beach area or in the Northern Virginia area. Remember, all stories are welcome and they are as anonymous as you'd like. Thanks again for listening to Deep Talk, The Human Condition. Our opening theme is Dreaming of a New Day by Whitehex. And our closing theme is "Midnight" by Dan Heenig. Our cover art is by Luke Dimas, who can be reached at void.mp3 on Instagram. To stay updated on all the latest Deep Talk news, you can follow our social media at DeepTalkTHC. That's Deep Talk THC.